all have different gifts. We have different gifting because we need one another. Does that make sense? If, if, if we all had the same gift, we wouldn't need each other. He has all given us gifts together because there is a job to do outside of these walls, and it takes all of us to get this job done. The epistle, the epistles in the Bible. Um, uh, it's going to be a long morning, I guess, my mind. I heard someone say this morning they've got arthritis in their brain. I think I've got arthritis in my brain this morning. But, hey, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 Romans chapter 12. Go ahead and find those, those two books, and uh, they're right next to each other, so you shouldn't have too much problem, okay? All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and Romans chapter 12. And uh, we're on our series that uh, I Love My Church, and we've been talking about that. This is our third week. In the first week, if you remember, we talked about uh, being functional, and that is we love our church. And we're not saying that we love a building we're not saying that we love a program. We're not saying that we love the music that our, that our church does. We're not even saying that I love my, my pastor and the way he preaches. We're saying that, that when we're a functional church, that we love each other. God says, God says that you will be known by your love one to another. So we are known by our love one to another. And remember, it, it's not like a restaurant experience when we say that I love my church. It's not about what they do for you, how good the food is, how good the service is, how good the ambiance is. That's not about loving how we love our church. It's not about what the church can do for you, but it's about what you can do for the church and being a functional member. Everybody say amen. Another, we're good at building fences. We're good at saying, God, you can have this, and God, you can't see this. Or we're good about that in a church saying, you know, you can see this, but you can't do this. But Jesus Christ died, and he, and he tore down. The veil was, was rented. It was torn down so we could have perfect access to God. But we want to pick up those pieces, and we want to build something between us and others, between us and God. But that's not why God did what he did. Listen, uh, we need to make sure that we are, we are real people unified, the members coming together to get the job done, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everybody say amen. Now this morning, you're open to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and also Romans chapter 12. We want to see this morning about being selfless. And, and John, beautiful job on that. And Christ set the greatest example of what selflessness is. Everybody, right? Well, we got to be selfless. And so this morning, I want us to look at, at how we're to be selfless. And if you're saved by grace through faith, we're to be functional, we're to be unified, but we're also to be selfless. Well, how do I become selfless? And I think we're going to see this morning that God has given us all superpowers, if you will, to be selfless, okay? I don't know about y'all, but when I was a kid, I grew up watching um, Super Friends, I think it was called, Super Friends, the Justice League, or the League of Justice, what was it? The Justice League, who, who, watched, who watched that when he was a kid? Yeah, 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 it was good stuff. And so, um, who was your favorite superhero? Who was your favorite superhero? Flash, Flash Gordon, all right, all right, who else, any other? Batman, Batman. he didn't have no superpowers, man, what's up, what's up with that? Wonder Twins, you remember the Wonder Twins, they slap their hands together and they become something, activate, (laughs) what did someone say, huh, Aquaman's cool, that would be cool to be Aquaman, 
Wonder Woman. Yeah, she was fine. I mean, she was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Colton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so my favorite, uh, my favorite Justice League, League of Justice superhero. Um, I like I like Spider-Man because I just thought that was cool. He gets bit by a spider. He can web. He can you know you know leap buildings and web things. I just thought that would just be a cool thing to have. Of course, Superman. Who wouldn't want to be Superman? You know, indestructible. Um, you know, uh, b- bullets bounce off of you. You could fly. I mean, that would always be kind of cool, right? But I guess um, my favorite superhero would be Scooby-Doo. No, now look, Scooby-Doo is a legitimate superhero. Scooby-Doo and, you know, the, the mystery team, they was on the League of Justice. They, they got called upon by, they did things with Batman all the time. But you think about it. Hey, listen, before we get carried away here, but, but you think about it. Scooby-Doo didn't have no superpowers, right? He could talk. He could talk, yeah, row, row, raggy. But, but anyways, Scooby-Doo is mine. But let's just back up here. Now, I looked up in Webster on the definition of a superhero. And it says, and I think I might have this on the screen for you. It says, a fictional hero having extraordinary or superhuman powers, an exceptionally skillful or successful person. Now, that's their definition. I don't want to criti- criticize uh, Webster's on their ability to curate a definition on superhero, but um, I, I, think, I don't think they got it right. It's not inaccurate. It's just, not, it's, just, it's just incomplete. Listen, superheroes are more than just extraordinary, super-powered, exceptionally skilled people. That's not even half of what makes them a superhero. Superheroes, and I got this on the screen for you, superheroes are superheroes because they utilize their abilities within a special, specific context to help in a specific way. There's action, right? I mean, who, who, is, who, is, who is the superhero of Metropolis? Anybody? Superman. Superman. Who is the superhero of Gotham? Batman, Batman right? Who's the superhero of Decatur? it's cornerstone baptist church it's the body of jesus christ and we're going to get to that here in just a minute but listen um um you know i I don't care what 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 i don't care what what the superpower is that someone may claim to have but whether it is flying fighting webbing running strength or anything else if they aren't using that power in a specific context to help a specific way then they are just a dude sitting on a couch somewhere can i have an amen now now Having a superpower, listen, is one thing, but it takes action to make one a hero. Do you hear that? Listen close. You know, and, and again, I know we're into some fiction here. I, I get that, but, but just, just follow me here. Having a superpower is one thing, but it takes action to make someone a hero. Author Leon Blowy, um, he's a French author. I think he was born in 1846 and he died in 1917. If you go home today just to look him up, anybody ever read any of his stuff? He's a Frenchman. He wrote in French, so I don't think any of us probably read much of his stuff. But anyways, but he, but he was a Christian man, 
Um, he, he probably died not with the greatest um, reputation. Uh, <laughs> he actually was, was given a nickname, the ungrateful beggar. Um, and I, you know, so not real good. But, but here, he, he wrote this, and, and uh, I just, and, and I, I, want, I want you to see what he wrote here. It's a very short quote from Leon Bloy. Um, he says this, that any Christian who is not a hero is a pig. Hold on. Stepping on your toes this morning. Any Christian who isn't a hero is a pig. Because every Christian that's born again in the blood of Jesus Christ has been, has been given spiritual gifts, spiritual abilities, brought into the Holy of Holies in the Lord Jesus Christ and is given a superpower, a super spiritual gift to serve together in the body of Christ to do great, amazing things in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our church, in our homes, in the whole wide world. You know what the world needs today to straighten it up? It's not more government. It's not better schools. It's Christians that utilizes their spiritual gifts, change in the world, one person at a time. So I ask you this morning, the spiritual gifts that God has given you, are you using them? Are, are you using them? You know, I mean, look at this quote. I mean, we may, if you're not using them, if there's no action in your life, then we're, you know, any Christian who is not a hero is a pig. We know that's not biblical, but I think there's some good context there. Now, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, again, understand that God has given us spiritual gifts. He's given us superpowers. And, and here's where this selfless part comes in. Because the superpowers, the, the spiritual gifts, isn't for our benefit. Listen, they're for the benefit of other people. And, and it's when we take that action towards other people and knowing what our spiritual gifts are and activating those things, it's when we make difference in people's lives and lives are changed, not for us, but for the glory of Jesus Christ. Look, these spiritual gifts and superpowers, if you want to call them that, you know, they're, 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 he's not going to make us famous. They're not going to make, make movies about us. Most of us will never be made known widely, but fame is not part of the equation of what makes a superhero a hero. A superhero is someone who utilizes his or her abilities in a specific context to help in a specific way. Look at the screen. I think I have this up there. In fact, I think part of loving your church is being the hero that God made you to be. Can I have, have an amen? I think that part of loving your church, loving your church, isn't being, is being the hero, is being the hero that God has made you to be. And the hero God has made you to be has superpowers and has these spiritual gifts and is, is part of, and we're part of this, listen, and we're part of this super team. This is the, this is, you know, this is, we're a super team because we all have spiritual gifts. Do you get that? I mean, I just, just put it in a way for you to visualize it and to illustrate it to you. And just like Batman had Gotham, just like Superman had Metropolis, we have Cornerstone. You have superpowers. They're called spiritual gifts. Look with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 
1 Corinthians chapter 12. And this is a letter to the Corinthian church, of course. And he's talking about spiritual gifts. And, um, and he says, look at verses 4 through 7. He says, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. Now, everybody, don't, don't, don't go off into another netherland with me here. Stay with me. Um, there are a variety of gifts. In other words, there are different gifts, but of the same spirit. And there are varieties of ministries in the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Underline that in your Bibles, if you have your pen. Underline that. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit. This is talking about our spiritual gifts, talking about verse 4 and verse 5. So each one of us are given spiritual gifts for what? For what reason? Look at the last two words in verse 7. For the common good. That's important to understand because that tells us why we have spiritual gifts. You see it? For the common good. It's not for me. It's for the body of Christ. It's for the common good. It's for seeing people saved and ministered to in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the common good. Isn't that the common good of the gospel? Absolutely. Now, so these are our spiritual gifts. Now, uh, now let's, let's, let's zone in on this part in verse 6. God works all things in all persons, meaning that God empowers gifts in all of his followers. And we'll spend time in that in just a minute. But look, God gives, God gives each and every one of us, his followers, at least one and sometimes more than one spiritual gifts. Now, a spiritual gift... Is a whole, Now, what is a spiritual gift? Now, we have to listen to this because we, we, we did a series last year on this. And if you want to go on our website, imcbc.org, and we'll talk, it talk, I have a whole series about spiritual gifts. And you can get on there and find those sermons and listen to them. And it'll, be, it'll explain to you more about each spiritual gift. We're not going to do that this morning. But a spiritual gift is a Holy Spirit empowered ability that is given to serve others. Never yourself, never for a pat on the back, but for others, and the glory is all God's. Everybody say amen. Our focus, listen to me, so the selfless part, that's what these, these spiritual gifts and selflessness has in common. Listen, our focus is not on our preferences. It's not what we want. It's not what gift we want either. It's not what makes us feel good. It's not what makes us feel comfortable or feel normal. It's, it's, it is not others serving us. All those things do is about me. It's the opposite of selfless. And when we have those things, they make us toxic, not healthy. Amen? But instead, it's to serve others. So to love the church is to serve others with your spiritual gift. So it's selflessness when we serve others with our spiritual gifts, and that's our superpowers. Now, it's a spiritual superpower given for you to a specific context to help in a specific way. Now, um, um, look at the gifts just for a minute. 
and we're not going to talk about them. Again, you can go on to our website and look at those. But you have exhortation, giving, leadership, mercy, service, teaching, administration, discernment, faith, helps, knowledge, and wisdom. Now, point number one, and we're going to get right into the meat of it. Point number one, there are two really important things to remember about spiritual gifts. Number one, number one, God is the one who picked your spiritual gift. Everybody say amen. God is the one, Danny, who picked your spiritual gifts. And, and Miss Bernice, God is the one who, who picked your spiritual gifts. All of you this morning, listen, God is the one in his grace and in his wisdom, he knew what this body of Christ needed uh, on, on this day in the year 2016 for this church to be a healthy church and for us to be this, 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 this church to go out and to make an impact in the community. He has given each of you a spiritual gift. Listen to me, please. A, a, a superpower, you know, to, to, that makes this church healthy and so it will be non-toxic and so we can reach people for the glory of Jesus Christ. There's hurting people everywhere and, and so we all have these superpowers, and I am calling them superpowers because that's what they are, because they're super, supernatural, right? Because God gives them to us, that makes them, that makes us, that makes them supernatural, and so he gives us these gifts for us to use for the common good of the gospel of Jesus Christ and for this church, and we ought to be using those to see people saved, to know them. I mean, I look around here, and, I, and, and we're going to look at ways that we can know what our spiritual gifts are. But, but just for a minute, you know, I, I can look around, and I can see, and I know because I know you, and I see how you serve, and I know what you're successful at, and all those things. I know what your spiritual gifts are. Use those things. Use your spiritual gifts. Bring action to bring glory to Jesus Christ. Amen, everybody? And, um, you know, I, I just... Just, you know, we're a family, right? We're a family. And, you know, maybe you don't know yet, but, you know, Miss Jackie Burrow, her cancer's back. And she goes in Tuesday morning for amputation. And, um, you know, we need to use our spiritual gifts to encourage her and to love on her. You know, Joanne and Matt, their son Levi's in the hospital this morning, and he's he's sick. And you know, again, I don't know what you, you know. What are your spiritual gifts gifts are? You know, maybe it's hospitality, maybe it's encouragement, whatever it may be. Maybe it's faith. You know, whatever it may be, we need to share our spiritual gifts with these people because they're in a place where we need to be serving them. Everybody, say Amen. We have ministries that need your help. We have a children's ministry that needs your spiritual gifts. We we have a adult or we have a student ministry that needs your spiritual gifts. We have a needed ladies ministry that needs your spiritual gifts. We have a men's ministry that needs your spiritual gifts. We have people out there that only way they're going to be reached in the name of Jesus Christ and for them not to go to hell is for you to take your spiritual gift and do something with it. We look, we 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 are God's plan A. There is no plan B. I say that all the time. And He has equipped us in spiritual gifts. We got to get the focus off ourselves and what we like and what makes us comfortable and know what our spiritual gifts are and get out there and get the work done. And it's not your pastor who does everything, it's you, it's us. We're a team doing this together. 
I'm going to lead you. Our staff is going to lead you. But we've got to come together and quit putting things, well, if this does this and they do this, then I'll do this. Quit that nonsense. That's a bunch of baloney. Let's take the spiritual gifts that God has given us and let's, let's bring glory to Jesus Christ. You know, let's do it. We're, we're a super team here at Cornerstone where we should be unified, functional, selfless. I love my church. And, we, and when we do, when, when we're unified and, we're, and, we're, when, and when we're functional and when we're selfless, then we'll really know what it means to love your church. But church, if you're not functional and if you're not unifying and if you're not selfless, you're not going to love your church. Just may as well stay at home on Sunday mornings and hate on something else. So how do I know my spiritual gifts, Pastor? Well, first of all, you can go on our website, imcbc.org, click on spiritual test, take the test. It'll tell you two or three or four of your, or your, or your strongest you know, possible gifts. But, but there's other ways. And of course, you need to do that to kind of know what direction to go. But you can also do it this way, um, understanding that God picked your gift, knowing it's a it's a spirit-empowered gift. We'll come back to that in just a minute. But, um, yeah, we'll come back to that here in just a minute. But experiment in serving, okay? Listen to me. Experiment in your serving. Um, get involved in the church somewhere. If you're not sure where, then, um, um, again, take that test and get involved and see what works for you. You know, trial and error always works. Always works for me. When you know, Another way of knowing what your spiritual gift is is, is ask others, you know? Ask the people who know you best and, you know, kind of know what this list is, but ask them, you know, hey, what do you think my spiritual gift is? You know, like Tommy, you know, um, I know her spiritual gifts. Um, you know, hers is, hers is administration. Hers is um, encouragement, you know, and so ask somebody what they might be and then just take those and get involved. But here's a third way, and we don't often think about this, is check your energy. You know, if you're doing a, a certain task at church and you just don't have the energy for it, that's probably not your spiritual gift. You need to find something else because it shouldn't take all your surplus of your energy to do your... It shouldn't be that much of a drain on you, if you for your spiritual gift. Amen, everybody? All right. Now, let me just bring it back here. So I know what maybe some of you are thinking this, and you say, okay, spiritual gift, you know, and stuff like that. And, 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 you, and you say, I, I, there's a problem here. And I'm just going backwards just for a minute. Because I was thinking about this in my studying. Take teaching, for example. Because we have to remember that a spiritual gift is, is, is Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit inspired. Okay? It's fueled by the Holy Spirit. Okay? Because and then we come back and we say, well, you know, in my, in my lifetime, some of the greatest teachers I knew weren't, didn't even love God. So, so, Pastor, what's going on here? Well, I would say, first of all, that... That, that is a, um, you know, a God-given talent, period, right? But, but there's a difference between a natural ability and a Holy Spirit-empowered ability. You see? 
You know, some people are going to be natural at doing this and natural at doing that, natural at mercy, natural at compassion, natural at teaching, natural at this, natural at that. But the difference is, and we want to find what our spiritual gifts are because God has given us gifts and God is going to supernaturally, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost way of, an, of, of taking that gift and bringing glory to him for the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In other words, he's going to be behind there pushing it, not some natural ability, but the Holy Spirit doing it. Amen, everybody? In other words, you know, if, if, if some people are just natural good givers, but you take someone empowered by the Holy Spirit and that God has, as God has empowered them to be a super giver, I mean, great things are going to happen for the glory of God and there's going to be blessings and there's going to be things happening that can't happen in this natural part. It only happens in the supernatural part. You take someone teaching and somehow that Holy, the Holy Spirit inspires and it inspires those that you're teaching to that it can't happen on the natural side, but it happens on the spiritual side because the Holy Spirit is within that. Does we get that? Mercy, wisdom, all of those, all of those, all of those gifts, they have to be, they are they are Holy Spirit empowered. All right? All right. Number two, point number two. Number two. And I've already alluded to this, but you have a superpower team, and that's the church. Now, um, go with me, please, over to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, look at verse 3. If you'll just go back one book. Isn't that kind of cool how um, it's Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12? They're both chapter 12. It's kind of cool how that worked out. When it's talking about gifts. Romans chapter 12, look with me at verses 3 to 8, please. For as through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Aren't y'all glad about that? You know, I think we need to read that verse and memorize it. Don't y'all think so? Look at verse 4. For just as we have many members... In one body, remember, we are the body of Christ, right? And we have many members, but we do not have the same function. Verse 5, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith, if service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortations, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness, let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to to what is good. Now, here we go. Your gift was not given for you. We've already said it. The Bible teaches that spiritual gifts, and this is what it says in Romans chapter 12, the Bible teaches that spiritual gifts were given to us, were not given to, were given to us for other people. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 says, but that your gifts and my gifts were given again for that common good. Your gifts were given to you 
to help others, to serve others, and to benefit others. They weren't given for you and for, and for your enjoyment. That wasn't why, that is not why we have those gifts. Romans chapter 12 clarifies that we purposely and specifically by design don't all function the same way with our gifting. We all have different gifts. We have different gifting because we need one another. Does that make sense? If, if, if we all had the same gift, we wouldn't need each other. We would have Ron Fox Church for Ron Fox, and you'd have Colton Church for Colton. But we, listen to me, everybody, bring it together. God has given us all different gifts because we need each other. He has all given us gifts together because there is a job to do outside of these walls, and it takes all of us to get this job done. He has given each and every one of us certain gifts to complete the body of Christ here in this local church, unified, functional, being selfless to get that job done. We are a team here at Cornerstone, and we have those gifts so we can function together. Um, look at Romans 12.5. It talks, it talks so far as to say that we are members one of another, it says, meaning each member belongs to all the other. We all belong to each other. That's what that means, you see? Now, I was thinking about this. Um, Thor... You know, he's a superhero, if y'all didn't know who Thor was. He, he did, you know, back, back in our day, we had super friends, the League of Justice. Today, they have Avengers. A little weak, if you ask my, my opinion. But I think we had it better than the Avengers. What kind of name is Avengers, Matthew? Well, they have, well, they have Vengeon. Never mind, we'll talk later. But, <laughs> but look, you know, Thor couldn't save the world on his own, Right? When in that in that movie, you know, Avengers, Thor couldn't save the world on his own. Nobody watches it, I understand. But I have a son that watches that, so I have to, to endorse some of that sometimes. But of course, I kind of like science fiction. But anyways, but he needed he. But look, he needed the rest of the Avengers, right, Matthew, to save the world. And it was it's and it's the same thing for all of those superheroes. But the truth of the matter is, is that God doesn't need any of us. But he chooses to use us, and he invites us to be used by him. But he does that. But he does that by bringing us, listen, he does that by bringing us together. Cornerstone, family. He does that by bringing us together, mobilizing us together, teaming us up together, and using us together. Listen, sure, there's strength in numbers, right? But, but look, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the body of Christ. You listen, we are empowered by God to do a certain job. That, 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 that type of power that can change the church. Listen, it's when we put our members together, when we put our powers together, when we put our spiritual gifts together, that's a type of power that can change a church for God. That is a type of power that can change a neighborhood for God. That is the type of power that can change a whole state for God. That is a type of power that can change the world. Church, that's what this world needs. That's what can change all of that is the power of God, our spiritual gifts, us knowing what they are and putting together and functioning and being unified and being selfless. 
That's the power that this world needs. Look, we have all been given superpowers, and you are part of this super team. But remember, to just have power isn't what, isn't, isn't, isn't what makes you a hero. There has to be action. And look, we don't be, we're not saying we're a hero because we want to be patted on the back. Look, God gets all that glory. But if you want to be used by God, if you want to use, you have to use your spiritual gift. You know, I, I wrote this down, and, and uh, I was just thinking... You know, I really think people 50 years ago, I think people 50 years ago got this concept. I really do. I really believe the church 50 years ago really understood this concept that we are spiritually gifted for the common good. And between Generation X trying to do it better and the millennials trying to do it different, we have ended up with a selfless culture. Church, we need to remember that we are we are that we are born again believers, and that God has and gift has gifted each and every one of us to come together to do a certain job, and we are, and, and when we bring it together, listen, great things can happen through what Jesus Christ can do through us. Everybody say Amen. Let's not try to outsmart the Bible. Let's not try to outsmart God. Let's not try to think that we can do things better. Let's not build our fences and say, well, if this is here and that's this, you can have this. Let's not do any of that stuff. Let's find out what our gifts are. Let's put them together. Let's have some functionality. Let's have some unification. Let's have some selflessness. And let's win this world to Jesus Christ. Let's get our missions back up where it needs to be. Let's get this baptistry working every Sunday morning. Amen? And the only way that people are going to get saved is is that if we go out and witness to people, if we go out and be a witness in our lifestyle, if we invite them to church, if we, if, if, if we tell them the gospel, if we have people working in the nursery, if we have people working in our children's ministry, if we have people doing our women's ministry, if we have people doing our men's ministry, if we have people doing this and doing that, then people, we witness to people. We use our spiritual gifts together so we can fill that thing up every Sunday morning and we see people baptized and showing what they've done in Jesus. Jesus Christ, that's what it's all about, amen? Look, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of seeing that thing not used. We need to use that thing. And again, baptism doesn't save anyone. It's their faith in Jesus Christ, and by God's grace are we saved, right? But that's their declaration of salvation. We need to see people saved. We had two saved two weeks ago um, at at, uh, our youth ministry. It's great. We need to see people saved. You know, this year we've been talking a lot about discipleship, 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 how we can be stronger church. We've worked on that hard this year. Next year we're going to focus on soul winning, evangelizing, duplicating ourselves, winning people to Jesus Christ. Amen, everybody? But it's only going to happen when we put our spiritual gifts together and become the super team that God has intended us to be. Every local church should be a super team. All right? Point number three. And we're done. Point number three. Well, I can't skip, I can't skip that. Hold on. Yeah. Um, Christmas is a fun time. I'm glad Christmas is coming up. We're switching gears. I like, who likes Christmas? Yeah, everybody. Yeah. The only person, you know, I, I, I like it because I like the season. I like the decorations. I like the music. I like the food. I like all that stuff. I like the cookies. Um, I like the I like all of that, but I also like the presents. Can I have an amen up in here? I like presents. I like presents, and and I still like getting 
I don't like getting clothes. I like getting toys and little gadgets. That's what I like. But anyways, um, but the only, but you know, who doesn't like presents? The only person I know is the Grinch, right? And and uh, and he's not a very fun person. But um, but you remember as a kid, you know, um, um, you know, you walk, you know, Christmas time, you walk into the living room where the Christmas tree was, and there was the Christmas present, and you know. Um, um, you know, and, and as a kids, we'd walk in there, all that excitement, right? All that excitement. And uh, what, what, what if you walked into to the living room and, 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 and you, woke, you got out of bed, you walked, there's a Christmas tree and all the presents, and there was a big present just for you, a huge present. And, and think, think about, you walk in there, and you look at the present, and you study it for a minute, and you just go, ooh, I'm, and go back to bed. Is that what we do? No, you, you want to go open that present up, and you want to play because you, you want to play with it. You want to experience it. You, you 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 can't wait to open up that present. It would be it would be something wrong with you if you walked into the room and you saw the present and you kind of went ooh and went off back to bed. There'd be something wrong with you, right? But you know, I think that's kind of what we do with God in our spiritual gifts. It's kind of like God gives us this gift, and 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 we and and he's it's wrapped up and we know we got a spiritual gift and we look at it and we say ooh something wrong with you god's got a gift for you it's a spiritual gift spiritual gifts we're going to have more than one spiritual gift he's waiting for you to unwrap it so you can experience the power of the holy spirit so you can experience Jesus Christ himself. So you can experience leading people to Christ, doing your part as a local church to see people saved. Something's wrong if we don't unwrap that gift and embrace it. Amen? Number three, this superpower team has a community in a city in need. Hey, this church needs you. This neighborhood needs you. This community, this city needs you. Not because they need you, but because they need God. You get it? It's not because they need you. It's because they need God. And God has gifted you to reach them for him. Let me end with a couple of questions. And here's my final questions. Why did, why did God give you to our church? Why were you led here? Why did you have a desire? Let me just say, it's because the Holy Spirit did that, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not by any accident. But God brought you here to be part of a team that reaches this community in this world for Jesus Christ. That's why he brought you here. Amen? Most of the time we ask what we can get out of church. And you know, that's the wrong question. Why did God give this community? Why, why did God give this community the gift of you? That's, listen... We are the gift. This God, God has given us gifts to give to our community. Look, 
why did God give, give us the gift of you? You know, um, don't be that unopened gift. Don't be that gift that, that, that you never open and get to experience the power of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen, we need to be that, that superpower team. We need to utilize our spiritual gifts in reaching the world for Jesus Christ. Amen, everybody? Look, the community needs God, and God has brought you here to be that ambassador for Jesus Christ. God made you, God made you to with, with the gifts that he's given you for a purpose. So all we say this morning is, is be a hero for Jesus. Amen? Be a hero for Jesus Christ. I can't speak for you, but I know myself, you know, I, I want to be a hero for Jesus Christ. Um, I certainly don't want to be a pig. I want to be used of God. I want to be a hero for Jesus Christ, not for my own vainglory, not for our own vainglory, but for him. I certainly don't want to be a pig. Amen? Let's bow our heads, please. Father, we love you this morning, and we do thank you for Jesus Christ, our Savior. And, and um, Lord, we just pray this morning that, um, that you'll open our hearts and our minds to, to be the members of this local church that you've intended us to be, please. And Lord, I pray if there's any here that's, that's, um, that's not functional, that's not unified, and like we said this morning, Lord, that's perhaps not selfless, being selfless with their spiritual gifts, that Lord, this morning, that they'll discover and they'll, and they'll unwrap the spiritual gifts that you've given them, Lord, and that they can be that um, supernatural superhero for Jesus Christ. And that to join this this team of people here at Cornerstone, unified, functioning together to bring people to Jesus Christ. Father, we love you and we thank you for our gifts. And we thank you, Lord, for just allowing us to be your representation here at Cornerstone. We give you praise for it all in Jesus' name. Amen.